Well, my daughter had several people come to her during coffee hour recently at a church where she was visiting. And they put a hand on her shoulder and told her that they had a word of prophecy for her. I'm Duncan Fisher, and you're listening to nosermons.org, spirituality for regular people. And I just had a few observations about that I wanted to talk to you about. Well, each of these prophecies was about an earthly direction that she was supposed to take, or else it was an event in her life that was soon to befall her. And some denominations do this a lot. Everyone qualifies for the mantle of prophet. And I see as well that there are social media posts on my feed lately from people in the shamanic tradition using the P word as well. And the idea is common there too. Prophecy in the sense of telling the future. Well, just a historical note here about the Old Testament, which is the place where in our culture we derive the idea. But prophet in the Old Testament isn't what popular culture thinks it is. Most notably, it does not mean teller of the future. In some other traditions it does. Among the ancient Greeks it did. But that isn't where prophet comes to from us. Though it does derive from a piece of Greek. Even there, it simply refers linguistically to somebody who speaks before the people and sometimes explains things. The word nabi, N-A-B-I, is how it transliterates. The feminine is nebia, is the, the usual Semitic term for Israelite prophets. And even there, it really only denotes someone set aside for some purpose by God. A nabi's purpose wasn't a timetable coming events at all, except occasionally to warn in a very general way of what would happen if their message wasn't heard. But the message itself was always about the present. It was an admonition to return to covenantal relationship with God and have done with contemporary laxity and faithfulness to him. That's what prophecy actually is in the historical record. Only very late in the prophetic age were there any end times messages at all, any future forecasting. That's called apocalyptic prophecy. Apocalypsis in Greek means revelation of things to come. That's why the book of Revelations is called what it is. But that's in the minority of prophetic uh, uh, speech. And furthermore, even that is cast in symbolism, not specifics. You hear language of scrolls and trumpets and seals, and for reasons of context, Mediterranean sea monsters. But the message is still an exhortation to return to covenant and remain steadfast. It's not explicit prediction of coming events. Prophecy is also rarer than we think it is. The recorded population of God speakers in, in the Old Testament numbers only one or two dozen people, depending on how you measure that, 
over a good six centuries worth of scripture. So not everybody's a prophet. Also, prophecy is dramatic. Prophets went into trances and the moment of revelation looked like, like spirit possession. It was really something to see, according to onlookers. It did not look like polite greetings at a coffee hour. And finally, prophets never went looking for prophecy. In fact, every one of them resisted the message when it came. It was not a fun thing, and it was not a pleasant thing. People did their best to avoid having to hear what they were being told, and they did their best having to avoid having to deliver what they heard, and reasonably so, because prophecy came along when it needed to be delivered to people who didn't want to hear it. And that's a dangerous job. And that's why the really big prophets like Moses and Elijah had to go into hiding once their job was done. That was common for prophets. Well, it's not for me to say who's a real prophet and who's not, and I'm not doing that. But I do think it's worth observing the origin of this word we use a lot and looking at its original context, because the definition has certainly changed. That's all for me today. Thank you very much for listening. Bye for now.